0: All right, everybody, we're going to get started real quick. You. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time you've given us to get into your word, to better understand what it means to be in spiritual warfare, to fight against all the schemes and plots and tactics of the devil that's against us every day. We thank you, Father, that we'll pass these tests every day to prove um, that you're faithful to us and that we're equipped and ready uh, for the next level of war. I pray, though as I speak into this, I declare, Lord, that you'll give me. Um, the words to speak, to these young people be able to understand and, and be able to um, consider and, and use practically. And with that being said, I come against every demonic spirit, every plot or scheme that's going to be set against me as I go into warfare, teaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ in regards to spiritual warfare. I counsel your plots against my family, my wife, my daughter specifically, and my extended family, anything that may be connected to me property-wise, etc. Lord, we thank you for the authority being executed, and I believe and uh, receive uh, that that you have given us to be able to uh, understand uh, so that we can operate peacefully you know, despite the plots against us, Lord. We thank you for this time, Lord, and Jesus' we do pray. Amen. For those who just joined us not too uh, recently or just today, we've been in a, a warfare type of series. We've been talking about what it means to be a spiritual warfare or to engage spiritual warfare as young people. Despite, contrary to popular belief, every single one of us are in the middle of warfare, and it behooves us to make sure Um, That we are adequate enough for God to use us to effectively uh, warp uh, and destroy the demonic plots against ourselves, our futures and those connected to us. Now, uh, we talked about the last four weeks about uh, verse 10 and for exegesis purposes or exegetical purposes, we're going verse by verse, meaning we may be in this for a few months. And that's important because sometimes we'll get topical and we won't really get systematical and really understanding what can we really get from word to word, verse for verse from certain scriptures? But uh, the first 10, we said, finally, be strong in the Lord in the power or the strength of his might. We talked about what it means uh, to be strong in the Lord, and we won't uh, take much time there. But we're going to go to verse 11. Uh, it says, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. I've got a few questions. Uh, what are key pieces of armor? that are important to have when you go to war or battle. Key piece, it don't got to be scriptural. It can just be from what you see in movies or experience in life. Mm -hmm. Yes, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Why is a helmet important? Mm -hmm. That's good, that's good. Go ahead, Chesson, what's another key piece of armor? A sword, and why is a sword or weapon important? Yeah, what's the point of bringing a knife to a gun battle, right? Good, good. Yes, Harmon. That's, that's real. Everybody's tough until you get hit. What Mike Tyson said everyone's tough until they get hit in the mouth, right? Anybody else has another good uh, piece on? Go ahead. Uh. Your breastplate. Oh, sorry, uh, your bulletproof. And why is it important? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> why is it important? <laughs> You want to go at least, you know, blocking three bullets and one just got through. Gotcha. All right, second question. Why is it important to put on everything needed for a battle or for an activity? Yes. Uh, you're missing, when you're missing one piece, you're not part of, you don't have your whole suit. Therefore, you're unable to um, function at the capacity that you're supposed to. That's good. That's right. That's right. You're unable to, to operate at full capacity. What else? Why is it important? To, yes, go ahead. Because when you don't come, that's your weak spot. That's your weak spot. That's good. Remember yours. Remember yours. What's the uh, third one? Last person. What's why is it important to have what I Hold on. Why is it important to put on everything needed for a battle or an activity like sports or whatever? Why is it important to have everything? You don't want to have a disadvantage. Don't want to have a disadvantage. Now, remember those three. What was yours again? Uh, I full, capacity. full capacity. Like imagine you going into battle without a helmet. Or a basketball player, like, man, I forgot my shoes or my lucky socks or something, whatever, right? (laughs) There's some people that's superstitious that way. But the the full capacity means that I am fully able and I'm fully equipped no matter what the enemy throws my way. I'm at full capacity. What was yours? Your answer? Um, weak Weak spot. Do you know the enemy is not gonna attack where you're strong? They're always gonna attack your weak spots. And the crazy thing is, is that many of us, we focus so much on the the dashboard, not dashboard, but the um, uh, windshield, the rear view. But why they always say look over your shoulder? Because not all mirrors see everything, right? So I got to check my blind spots. I got to check to see, okay, am I really clear to move over? Am I really clear to go in this lane? And a lot of us, we focus so much on strengths that we're not really uh, concerned about our weak areas. Like, those are the areas the devil's going to use. That's why I say you're only as strong as the weakest area of your life. Whatever your weakest area of life, someone will exploit. And you hear athletes all the time from NFL to NBA or whatever sport. They do what to look at the enemy? They, they watch what? Film. Film. And they study what? Techniques. <laughs> they study techniques. They'll know that he can't go left. She can't go right. They tend to do these things under pressure, right? And one, one good thing to be known about is what they said about Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant. There was like, Kobe Bryant said, about time I retired, I still couldn't figure out Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Imagine we being Kevin Durants, where we are unfigureoutable. Like, we're individuals where they're like, you know what? No matter how I come at them, there's something defending their weak spots, like like there's something there they they're always advancing that's why i said a few weeks ago are you still the same one spiritually that you were 3 years ago if you are you are already done you if you're not evolving spiritually then ultimately everything in your life is vulnerable that's why it's important to say am i a lot of people love to be a christian but they forget that a christian is on the side of a battlefield that each and every one of you are in the middle of a warfare right now. If you're not cognizant, if you're not careful, you will find everything in your life stolen from you. And you'll be 50 years old a bum, 60 year old with nothing. And then you looking back over your life and the devil got all your spoils. The devil got everything that you could have had in life because he stole it from you. That's why you got to observe. What are my weak areas? If women's your weak area, if God's your weak area, if low self-esteem, whatever it is, you got to say, God, arm me on that side. Show me why I'm weak there, because God's gonna look at you and say, "Hey man, here are your weakest areas. You gotta forgive your dad. You gotta forgive your mom. You gotta get over that, because we're in battle." Like imagine <clears throat> you you whining because you tripped over a rock in battle. Like <laughs> right, fam, get up, man. We we, we they still shooting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You it's it's not time to retreat. It's not time to it's, it's war time. And if there's any time that there's war time, is now psychologically. And we gotta make sure. What was your answer again? You said uh, your weak areas. You gotta say, okay, God, what is my full capacity? A sniper is not going to be a, 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 all things in the battlefield. A sniper knows their position. They know their capacity. Also, a war person in war knows. Hey, if I don't have my full armor, I'm weak. Now, what was yours? Hey, I, I, I should have wrote it down disadvantage. Disadvantage. You don't want to show up to a game and you at a disadvantage already. <clears throat> Coming to the gym, you down 40 already, like the students the other day. The students were talking all day. All day, all day, all day, all day. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one with the mic right now. I'm the one talking right now. Let me, let me, let me cook real quick. Let me teach real quick. Let me teach. So the guys, just, I'm, let me stop. Let me keep going. I'm, I'm messing, I'm messing. I got to, I got to preach. I don't want to be a distraction of, of, you know, of the word, of the Lord's word. But what I'm saying is, is that oftentimes you'll come to it. No, I'm Let stop. You don't want to be at a place where you come, and you're like, man, I don't even got my helmet on. I don't even got my shoes. I'm out here at a disadvantage. Now, let's keep going. What are the dangers of not having all your armor or clothing for it to activity? Why is that? Uh, what, what are the dangers of that? It's self explanatory. I just want to hear from you all. What are some of the dangers? Of not having your armor. You're vulnerable. And how does feeling vulnerable put you at a disadvantage? Psychologically. Because once you know already lost the battle. Because when you're feeling vulnerable and not feeling like I'm ready for war, it's like, man, like I'm not focused on the battle. How many of us, we're in a battle right now, but we're so vulnerable because of something psychologically that happened to us the other day, right? Let's keep going. Now, the word of God says, verse 7 says, put on the whole armor, not partial armor, not most of it, not some of it. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand... Against the schemes of the enemies, I put here. Uh, preparation is important for battle. Like, like, in order to be successful tomorrow, I have to prepare today. Like, like, preparation is important. Nobody leaves their house with just half of their clothing on. If you are, then that's between you and whatever. But most people come out fully clothed. <laughs> they, they, they have their shoes on. They have their socks on. They have their uniform on. They have their whole outfit together because they know that it's important if you look at an officer you look at anyone any type of way of life they have a full outfit and armor on uh preparation is key for it now it says put on the whole armor of who um. our armor is not able to withstand demonic schemes we have to put on his armor we, we know a story about david Saul was trying to give david what his armor david said i'm not familiar with that i'm a young boy putting on all this metal it's going to hinder me But the goal is the anointing is not in the armor that people suggest. It's the armor that we already have on, that God has given us, right? And David knew, I'm going to stay with what's familiar with me. Now, let's get to some definitions real quick. It says armor is the metal coverings formerly worn by soldiers or warriors to protect the body in battle. So you got to protect the body because the body is what moves. Another definition of armor that I want to kind of break down real quick, it says providing someone with emotional social, or other defenses. So putting on the psychological, the metaphorical type of armor, the word of God is talking here is not something that you go into your closet and you actually got a breastplate of righteousness in your closet. It ain't like you go in there and you got the helmet in your closet. And we are not talking about, you actually got them uh, 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 shoes shod, pieces, threes. You know, your shoes, you got them, uh, Jesus shod, which, well, you know what I'm trying to say. And you got the, uh, not Gucci belt, but you got God's belt on. Th- these are not, Actual armors you go into your closet to put on. These are psychological, emotional, social type of armors that protect you because the devil, he doesn't. Demons don't waste their time poking you. They're not after your flesh. Your flesh is the weakest part of your triune self. We're three parts. What's our three parts? The body is just the, the devil. Don't care about the body. The body is just the body, right? The only the ultimate objective of the body is to kill the body. Because if I kill the body, it does what? It do what now? It releases spirit. And if I release the spirit, what's in the spirit? If I if I kill the body, and the spirit is gone, what's in the spirit? Soul. But what's in the spirit? Talents, giftings, ideas. You see what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden, we, a uh, preacher, I think it was Miles Rowe, said that the wealthiest place on the earth is what? Is where? The graveyard. That's where people die with their ideas in them, right? And so the devil could care less about the body except for the psychological uh, push to get the body destroyed, right? So these armors or these protective measures is to protect us psychologically, to protect us emotionally. That's why the belt of truth is important. Truth is the foundation of everything. The breastplate, I got to make sure that my heart is guarded by the righteousness of Jesus. The helmet of salvation means I got to be cognizantly aware of why I'm saved. The issue, the reason why we keep getting headshots from the enemy, because we don't even know why we're even saved. We don't even understand the gospel enough to be saved. If I was to ask the question, what is the gospel uh, 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 in in its its totality, a lot of us couldn't even accurately quote it or understand it for there to even be life change. So the moment you get upset with God, that God is not coming through for you, now you don't even know enough about who he is and what he's done to actually endure this salvation process. I got to make sure that my shoes got grip. Imagine playing basketball and you have no grip and you're on Ezzy Island, and you know I'm shifty for a big guy, you see what I'm saying? Then you're all over the place, right? But what I'm trying to say is, is that these armors are not physical. They are defenses against what the enemy actually attacked. How many of us, don't raise your hand, are under psychological warfare as we speak right now? Psychological. Like, you're confused about who you are. You don't even, you don't even love yourself. Like like the devil's, the enemy, the demons got you in such a whirlwind of of thoughts that's leading you down the path to suicide. Some of you all are a few months away of actually thinking about committing suicide. See, uh, a scheme, let's look at the definition of a scheme real quick. It says, scheme is a large scale systematic plan or arrangements for attaining a particular object or putting a particular idea into effect. That's a scheme. The devil, these demons are not stupid. People think that's the worst thing they did about the, the smartest thing and the worst thing they did about the devil was back in the 50s and 60s where they put him in a red suit with horns and a pinch fork. What they was trying to articulate, the devil's this little, little amply think looking thing who's, who's just walking around with a little pinchfork and some horns. That's what they want you to think. They say the greatest thing the devil ever did is to make us believe he doesn't exist. And we think that these demons are just some ignorant, stupid, uh, low level mafia individuals that just do the dirty work. These are smart entities. They have seen your kind before. It's a large scale. Like 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 they've been plotting on you since you was even before there was even a you like they try to kill me in the womb because they knew angels are arranging things for the birth of this child. Like, like when my mom said that when, she, when I was in her stomach and my dad was going to give me three Nigerian names, I got Ijike Ezia, he gave me, he got my middle name, but my mom came in and said uh, she wasn't even saved. She said something came in the room and said, call this man Joshua, he'll be a great leader. So the moment them demons heard that his name's going to be Joshua which is the English derivative of Jesus, Joshua. There's something about this kid. That's why they try to kidnap me at eight years old. That's why they try to have me commit suicide. Because they know I got to get this man in part of this large scale, because if we don't, he's going to bring all hell. And the same is for you. That's why they said they, they, the, the one thing they do not know about you is what God wants to show through you. So they're curious about those books in you, those albums in you. They're curious about those businesses in you. They're curious about the political strategies and systems that you're going to implement. They are curious, but they want to make sure that you are delirious. (laughs) (laughs) That that you don't even know who you are. To the point where now, we don't even got to worry about his purpose coming through, her purpose coming through, because they don't even know the purpose of themselves. It's a large scale, systematic. Systematic means there are systems. What they do is this. Oh, What's his great? Who was his great great grandfather? What was her great great grandmother like? That's why if you look at your great grandma, she had a baby out of wedlock. Your grandma had a baby out of wedlock. Your mama had a baby out of wedlock. What you think they're gonna do through you or want to do through you? Your dad was whatever, and then your great your great granddad was this way, and your dad like you will look at your manners like man, I am something behind the scenes. It's trying to bring through the seams something that was seen in my family's lineage. It's systematic. They know for a fact. Hey, that's why when you go to the doctor, they be like, um, does anybody else in your family have high blood pressure? Does anyone else have N- N- diabetes? It ain't no generational. Uh, it ain't no uh, uh, genetic thing. It's, if your mama cooked with salt, if your, gra- if your grandma cooked with a bunch of salt, your grandma going to cook with a lot of salt. And you're going to eat their food, which means that you will have the, the tendency to have that. The same is with it spiritually and emotionally. That's why I got to say, man, some of us, we walked into life down by 50. That's why I got to say, hold on, man. What is the systematic scale plot or scheme the devil has? It gives me it says a large scale systematic what plan or arrangements. That's why, man, <laughs> I like, do, you know that anything that happens in the physical already happened in the spiritual? Do you know they already seen the the heaven you haul back itself into your life and demons are unpacking answer prayers as we speak that right now that things are arranged for your good right now and if things are arranged for your good aren't they arranged for your not good? (laughs) For your bad? What are the arrangements that's being made in your life right now? Think about it. That's why I say be very careful who is Around you, yeah. oh man! I've been in the game a long time, and I've had witches come to my ministry. I've had masons come to my ministry. Three guys that was in my ministry were actual Freemasons, and they was trying to get my ministry to, to camouflage to theirs. Didn't even know that it was systematically put that way until one of them slipped out their mouth saying they're a Freemason. I said, "You a Freemason?" And you trying to get close to me? They say the closest people in ministry are the ones that are accountants, that are, that are, uh, that are security guards, anybody who have access to the person. Demons want to get as close as possible. They, like We've seen the Matrix. I don't know if y'all, 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 know if y'all seen the first Matrix. That, that was a long time ago. But th- they were jump. I remember when they was on the highway and there was a truck driver. And one of the, the persons jumped into the driver just to get as close to Neo as possible. Like, that's why you got to say, okay, mom, why are you talking crazy right now? Because they'll jump in your mama. They'll jump in your daddy and talk crazy. They'll jump into your sibling and talk crazy. They'll jump into your auntie and talk crazy. They'll jump in whoever they got to to get as close to you to talk crazy to you as much as possible. That's why you got to say, what is being arranged that's causing me to be distracted? Like, like what's causing me to be who I'm not supposed to be? Like, this thing is not just, oh, we may give him No, no, they, no, 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 no. Your friend right now. It's really not your friend right now, but it's a demon with a timer on it. And they say to be, they, the person even know they're only supposed to be your friend for two years. And after the second year, they're trying to steal as much from you as possible. How many of us have friends and you poured into them and they never listened? Two years, you on the phone with them to three in the morning. Four in the morning. And about the time the friendship's over, you ain't did nothing for yourself. Or how many of us been in a relationship and you, thought, and, you, and you felt these feelings and you looked into his eyes and it felt like that man loved you? Demons know how to make a person's eyes look a certain kind of way and you think they really love you. And that person don't even know that in three years they're going to lose love for you. There are ticking timed individuals who are around you to steal as much from you as possible so that you won't be able to do the impossible. What is being arranged around? You gotta start thinking about your friends, man. Like, you gotta start thinking about yourself because you might be that demon. <laughs> what, what are you what how are you being used to take from other people? Right? For attaining a particular object. What is a particular object that they're trying to get from you? What are some things that, that demons want to steal from us? They they they're, they're the most prized possessions that they're trying to steal from us. Yes, trust. Your vision. Why are they trying to steal your vision? Um, because you need to work more work about work your vision. Let's just say for me, for example. I got a vision to make this clothing business. And, mm-hmm. and as soon as that, they was like, okay, I know how to get that, like, make that not happen, but I got to be led by the Spirit mm-hmm. to know that he's trying to do that. So we're you trying got, to take that vision away from you. That's real. You got to protect your vision at all costs, man. That's why uh, it's funny, and we've all been there. Hopefully we, well, what I'm trying to say is this, is that. You ever got that vision from God and you like, man, I, you start seeing yourself in places that you like, man, wow, I'm going to be successful. Oh, wow. you, Man, God, for real. Like, like this. I remember when I was 19, God showed me, man, like like traveling, he showed me like I, I got a 20 minute prophecy that talks about all different kind of things. And 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 it, it was confirmation what God showed me. And it's like I could see periods of my life where things was trying to get me off vision. Because they know if you bring the vision to pass, you bring the mission to pass, right? The mission of God through the vision. And a lot of us, we have no vision. Do you know there's people blind that sees better than most of us do? And we got to say, I got I to gotta make sure that I have a clear vision. Because they're trying to steal your vision. What does vision give us? It gives us what? Hope, purpose, purpose excitement, like wow, God, you really going to bring me from the air? And God's like, of course. <laughs> but you got to be on course, right? Let's keep going. What's another thing that's that's valuable that the enemy wants to steal right now from? Yes, sir. I feel like Satan's ultimate mission is to bring more souls to help, because he knows he's going to help So, probably take you off track. That's right. Yeah. He knows Hey, the, the biggest thing he wants to do, like you said, is bring as many people to hell as possible or to make many people live hell on earth as possible. Right. And his ultimate objective is biggest. I mean, the biggest thing he's doing in Christianity right now is having people think they're saved, but they're not. That's the biggest scheme. How many people going to stand for God and they 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 know they got to take. Oh, God, you know my name on the list. God, God got the list. i like, man, go to the E's, bro. Go to the E's. God is easy. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I see Hannah Ezio, she made all oh, My baby girl made all right, oh, let's get it. Brittany, oh, Ezio. Where, where's Joshua? God, where's Joshua? God, give me the pen. I'm going to put my name right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you, God. i right, baby. Angels made, angels made a, mistake. a mistake. Y'all angels don't even know how to write. Yes. I'm scared to death because that's why I go so hard with this because I'm going to be judged harder than all of y'all combined because I have the power to twist or be in the midst of the text and give it to you correctly. If I don't, I'm going to be charged. I, the Bible says many in that day are going to say, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not done all these great things in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me for I never knew you. Bro, do you know I can stand before God and be like, God, I've been minister. I've been doing ministry for 15 years. I done wrote nine books. I done did all these cards. I done spent a thousand. And God's going to be like, I never knew you. You knew me. You knew about me, but I didn't know you. What do you mean by knew you? Knowing you means I opened the door for you to know me and to clean me and to change me. That's why I'm saying in this room right now, there is a possibility, I'm pretty sure everybody in this room thinks they're safe. But how many people actually are saved in this room? If God was to come back right now, who would still be in their chairs? That's real question. Y'all look at me crazy. If you're like, Damon said, still in this chair. (laughs) And you'll be surprised the one person in this room that you think ain't going to heaven be the first one gone. Because God judged the heart. Some of us, we have the habits of Christianity down pat, but we don't have the heart of a Christian. We don't have the heart of the Christ. That's real. See, it's easy to act saved than it is to actually wrestle through the struggles of actually being saved. And that's a scary thing to think about, that, that the devil's ultimate plot, like, like uh, uh, James said, is, is to get you in hell. I promise you, a big percentage of the populace of hell is going to be people that thought they were saved but wasn't. that's the greatest scheme, to think you made it in but didn't make it in. That's why the Bible says walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Fear means, listen, this, this, was, this was a big price that was paid for this. Like, 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 like I'm walking out my salvation with fear, like with respect for it, like respecting the one that died for me. That that respect leads to me respecting him in every area, not because I'm afraid of him, but because, yo, like you paid a heavy price. Trembling means I can't carry this. You ever carry something and you was trembling? Walk out my own salvation with fear and trembling means like, hey, I trust I can't carry it. So I can't carry myself. So I'm going to say, God, help me through this. And I'm telling you. The number one question you got to make sure you answer today is, Lord, am I signed, sealed and delivered from all of my mess, from everything? God put me in deliverance process like, God, I want to be more like you. Like like if you sin and you don't you're not immediately upset after you sin. Boy, that's a dangerous place to be in. We're going to make mistakes. But there got to be something that relationship says, like, like fam, <clears throat> what was the last thing me and my wife did that she got mad at me about? Was that the other day? <laughs> Probably this morning. This morning. Wow. Oh God. We always make mistakes, but thank God for God's <laughs> grace and mercy. I'm holding the baby. I didn't know my wife needed me. I forgot what she needed me to do. She was like, um, I forgot what she needed me to do. I was just caught up in the beauty of my child. And my wife was like, oh, I just thought you would help me. I said, help you with what? Confused, right? <laughs> but soon as I got in the car, I was like, uh, I got you. My bad, my bad. Next time I'll be more aware, right? right? I'll make sure. Like, because anything I do wrong, I remember the time where I had a big wrong with her. And she gave you heard what I told She took my unplugged hoodie off, threw that thing in the mud. I forgot she was from Gastonia for a minute. I thought <laughs> When I first met y'all, y'all was in that big house. Y'all was, so I thought she was a little bougie. I thought she was going to be like this. That girl came from the Boys and Girls Club. Said, ping, ping. I said, oh, I'm going to marry her if she got hands. <laughs> okay. I said, even though I almost, I did catch one. It was brief catch. I, I, I ducked it, You know what I'm saying? But when I was per- driving behind her in her car, I was thinking to myself, I, I was chuckling. I said, oh, okay, okay. She got hands. Okay. She may be tiny. She may be, but she, she from Gastonia, you know? And, 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 and ever since then, I remember crying in her apartment like, like I'm sorry. Girl, I, I've never seen such hurt in your eyes. You know what I'm saying? So now, the same is with God like fam, like if I do something wrong, like God man, bro. It ain't, it ain't about like oh, I'm unrighteous and I'm not perfect for God. It's like God, man. Bro, man. Like imagine like, you know, your teammate trusted you and he passed you to rock and you airballed a three. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now y'all feel it. Now y'all feel it. And you don't even want to look at your point guard. <laughs> you just go back on defense like, but, but the real player says, I got you next time. Right? The same as with God. Like, man, you in such a relationship with him that you like, bro, man, I can't, I can't be doing. Why? Because no matter what I do, it hinders their relationship from growing. It's like God, man, you're right, man. I, I I gotta chill, right? So let's keep going. Um, so they want a particular object. So they want you. They want your. They, you, they want you not to go to heaven. Who said some over here? They they want you to um a uh, vision. What's one more thing that they're, The they're prized possession? Demons are trying to get to, and just about all of our lives. Go ahead, swear. Motivation. Why are they after your motivation? That's real. How many of us right now, and, and, and think about large-scale systematic plots and schemes, and, 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 and hear me when I say this, like, why do you think the schools were designed the way they are? Why do you think the homes, the families, are designed the way they are? Like, I told my economics student, I don't know what class, I don't know if it was Bible class, it was y'all's? It was talking about how God's original structure from a family is a... Uh, 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 A husband, wife, father, mother, children. Satan's scheme for family is single parent mom, single parent dad, gay parents, that kind of stuff, right? The school system was designed to suffocate the excitement, the imagination, and the creativity of kids. So about time you're 18, you're not curious enough, you're not imaginative enough, you're not creative enough to create. You're in a box, box, right? That's an example of a large systematic plan. And how many of us have lost motivation as we moved through ninth grade, tenth grade? What grade was you the most excited about school? Was that kindergarten? (laughs) 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 What's the most exciting grade? Was it third grade when you? Third grade, second grade. Pre-K, when, when did you feel, what grade did you feel like, oh, man, they just killed everything in me? Sixth grade. Sixth grade, Sixth grade. Sixth grade. So You see, so you see how there's a large systematic plan to rob you of your motivation. Now, some people need to go through that because they're, they're, their brains are wired for that kind of work. But the school system kills entrepreneurs every day. It kills creative thinkers every day because it wasn't made for them because they know uh, if the believer is creative, like their creator is, they'll create stuff that the demon can't attack. Right? So it says a particular object after your motivation, after your salvation, after your imagination, after those things, they're after your your time with God. Like, bro, how many of us woke up? I woke up? Yeah, y'all did wake up. Good job. Good God, good God, you know. But anyway, we woke up and we got that alert this morning, right? On how many times we've been on our phone. Mine's down 8%. I'm like, all right, go ahead, Mr. Ezzie, That <laughs> thing down 8%. <laughs> we doing something around this. week was a good, That was a good week for your boy. What I'm saying is, is that, man, I spent that many hours. But if you say, why, how long have I been in my Bible? And, and this, young, this group here, I, I don't want y'all to be like my old saints and just be reading just to be saying I've been in the Bible for five hours. But we're saying, how long have I spent with God? Like, like, when you talk and then you go on Instagram and you see an ad, right, this device is listening. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right? So this device tries to tailor as much to you as possible, right? Imagine if we got into the device of the Bible often. How many ads will pop up in us saying, hey, this is for you, like, Go this way. Like, let me add this to your life. Like, this, if you add, if you pass this test, like, like the Bible, if we really get into it and let it read us, like this phone read and listen to our conversations, you'll be surprised what notifications pop up in your spirit saying going this way. Like, it's important that we say, okay, I got to spend as much time. Imagine standing before God. And God say, man, you know, I wish he, I wish he did this every week. I wish there was like a notification in my spirit. That popped up the same thing as my phone does. That says, this how many percentage times you've been... Like, I wish it popped up and said, this how much time you spent with me versus with this. And look at how it disrupted your whole week. How many people are spending time with God? Not spending time with God, but spending time with everything else, but not him and a certain loss for it. Uh, Last but not least, I'm going to get done with this. Uh, Or putting a particular idea into effect. Homosexuality was an idea. Uh, uh, Gender confusion was an idea. Um, racism was an idea. Uh, what are some other things that they planted in society as an idea? Socialism is an idea. Communism is an idea. Uh, 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 um, promiscuity is an idea. Um, um, all these ideas are going against what? God's original idea. All right? <laughs> so, so what I'm saying? It's all right, it happens, it happens. We, we're humans. What I'm saying is <laughs> is that the enemy's objective is to put a particular idea into effect. What ideas demonically, systematically are in your mind right now that is trying to cause and affecting your life? Right now, some of you all are struggling with the idea of why should I even wait? Struggling with the idea of should I even pursue my purpose? Like, If you let that idea take an effect in your life, it will it will hinder your effectiveness in life. The most effectiveness that you can have in life is being who you were caused to be. There's a lot of things in our life right now that if we're not careful, we're right in the middle of a systematic scheme. And we have no armor. And the enemy is picking us from every angle. Because he knows the best way to get you unarmed is not being your arms. Like what I mean by that is the weapons. What's our greatest weapon? The word, the word of God. Did Jesus, when the debt when Satan gave him temptations, right? How did he respond? That's it. If you don't have the word in you, you have no weapon. So, any questions, thoughts, or comments? We're done for today. Anything else? Y'all good? So I want you guys to think about this week, man. I want you to think about right now, to think about what scheme am I in right now? What from my dad's dad is in my life right now? What is a, who is around me right now? Am I around angels or am I around demons? Like, are my friends demons in disguise? Am I a demon in disguise? Like, like, like what is arranged around me? That'll make you pull an armor. I bet you people like like Miss uh, Pastor Marlin Gould was saying the other day. Like today, she was like, the chemical spills in Ohio and stuff like that. Like, you better have a gas mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you got to prep. Like them preppers ain't crazy. <laughs> they they may be extreme, but they not crazy. Like 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 they got they got fifty guns. <laughs> they got tanks. <laughs> That, them big old trucks that Kanye had in this video and out there and whatever Utah, wherever he's at. Now, Utah, but Montana or wherever he's at. Like they, they prepared. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And that's spiritual. <clears throat> I better just equip myself as much as possible just in case versus me catching the case and I have nothing in my cases. Like, like imagine something happened. I don't got that thing on me. Imagine something happened and someone come to my house and I don't got the- the- not <Cornell lecture> got like, like like what happens. That's why I- you got to equip yourself when times are good than when times are bad. So we're done for today.